everybody, light up your cigarettes if you got them, because this joint is going to be hot. Talking about a radio, powerful transmission, but no submission. 4-4, down the freeway, daddy-o, top down, all crowns, the kings of bebop, all the glory on top, tippy top of that transmission tower, all that transmission power. Guys, it's 9:21 p.m. 4-8-2017. It is Opal City Radio time. My name is Mike, and with me is Emily. Hey guys. So we have left the uh, the lands of Marvel behind, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. now we we wander into the forest that is DC. Yeah, I've, uh, uh, the the once beloved, <laughs> but now just. Kind of. Well, it's been clear cut, and now it's all just strip malls. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh, oh, I mean, this used to be a really nice park. It's true, man. In the I... '80s, this was like the best, and now it's it like... is fantastic. Okay, no, I mean, I guess we needed like another shitty KFC. All right, that's yeah. fine. Everybody that, needs that's... shitty KFCs. Okay, no, we'll just put up twenty Starbucks. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Why are these next to each other? This doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. But yes, there's a um. There's not a lot of DC books that I'm currently reading, um, or have read recently. Sure, sure. But there are a few, because I don't ever learn. <laughs> you just, at, at, at your heart, you just want to be stung by DC once more. You know, so when they dangle specific characters in front of me, I just... I take, I just sigh heavily and I just reach for the carrot. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, let's just, okay, whatever, let's just do this. Sure. And then sometimes, like tonight's episode, I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah, the carrot it's ends so, up being real good. It's good. And other times they just poke me in the face with a stick and I'm like, I, I should have known. Yeah. And, that this know, was what was going to happen. It's like a board of DC executives like, I can't believe she fell for it again. Like, <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> y- you got me. Well, I mean, look, I am well, not immune to the same pitfalls. You know, so I'm, I'm slowly kind of wading back into DC books. Sure. Um, Is there any particular reason why? I, I, well, it's, it's mostly like I said before. It's it's with characters. It's yeah. just there's some characters that I absolutely love, and I want to believe that they will not be done dirty this time. <laughs> so, I mean, well, at least in tonight. at least in tonight's offering, you were not betrayed this it's time. True. Tonight's offering, this was really good. Or like um, with the instance of I'm reading uh their Wildstorm uh-huh. relaunch. Sure. And that's 100% because Warren Ellis is writing it. And I was like, I mean, I did not ask for this, but okay. <laughs> right. But I'll, but I'll take this. And I have to say two issues into that, I'm pleasantly surprised. Like, it's really good. But that's 
fucking Warren Ellis. So right. I mean, right, exactly. But it's really neat to see them like take the Wild Storm universe and be like, no, how can we make this coherent and not dumb? <laughs> well, and, I mean, it's you know, I mean, you give Warren Ellis some things to to play with, and he builds these astounding things out of them. Yeah, so. no, I know. he he was involved with the Wild Storm universe. He was you know, back in the day. So, I mean, they are using some of his characters, you know, using a lot of the Wildcats people. Um, but yeah, for that, I'm like, okay, pleasantly surprised. Other books, like, uh, I've picked up the first two issues of Batwoman. Uh-huh. And those have just been disappointing. Sure. It's like, oh, it's not good <laughs> anymore. Again, they yank the character. <laughs> <laughs> they just again they just like hit me on the head with like a cartoon mallet <laughs> then they like caper away like you know and i'm like oh womp womp. <laughs> womp womp but tonight uh we read the midnighter and apollo miniseries yeah yeah and it was real good um I do not share the same affection for this char- for these characters as Emily does, but I can I can say it was really good. Yeah, they're my they're How my far favorites. are you willing to go for love, man? I don't I mean, are you willing willing to go to hell? Uh and yes. Beat the shit out of a bunch of demons? Yeah. I I do that for fun anyway. All, all right then. Yeah. O- okay. I'm just saying, I'll I, I'll do it, Etrigan. I'll come down there. Oh my god, if Etrigan had been this, that would have been amazing. <laughs> he just trolls Midnighter for a little while. He's oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, right? Yes. <laughs> he just capers around him. This <laughs> <laughs> horrible little, like, jingle bell shoes that he wears. Oh my god. Midnighter would instantly just punch his face through the back of his skull it's it's true i think he could probably do it too <laughs> and they just be like i'm all right let's carry on then <laughs> so we've we've covered some of the material uh that contain midnighter and apollo in other podcasts yes because i did finally make michael read authority yes and it, it, was, it was it was pretty good it got like soul crushing for a while but you know, I mean, it did spawn two podcasts. We talked about the good and the bad. Yeah. Um, because these are two characters that they have been they've been done real dirty. I would agree. I would agree over with that. the years, in the way that writers have not writers sometimes don't understand how to write characters that aren't exactly like them. Yeah, that has been that can be a struggle for some writers. <laughs> So when they're confronted with a gay couple, their instinct is which one's the girl? Right, exactly. Oh, it has to be the one with the long hair, and then they treat him like they do all their female characters, which is incredibly shitty. <laughs> and then <laughs> and they assume that like Midnighter's like just trapped in this relationship, and I'm like, no, no. Yeah, I I no. wish I could I wish I could sit you down and say no, it's it's not like that, Emily. I think the comic book right now, but I can't I can't do that with a straight face. Mm, you know, so that was real painful to yeah. to read and see because it's like, oh, there's. So many issues that are going on here at once. Right, exactly. So, but thank God. Thank God for Steve Orlando, who wrote, um, he wrote a Midnighter standalone series. 
And then he wrote the follow-up, which was the Midnighter and Apollo series. Right. And, okay, we're going to jump a little bit into, like, comic books and diversity here for a second. Yeah, well, it's, a, it's, it's sort of a hot-button issue at the <laughs> it's moment. A, it's a timely thing. Yes. Okay, this is what happens when you hire people that aren't just, like, straight white dudes. <laughs> Steve Orlando is bisexual. So right. as a queer man, he has a unique insight into these characters. Not saying that you can only write characters that are specifically just like you. Right. But it does bring a certain perspective, I think. Especially if a character's been really mishandled and misused. Yeah, it's good to kind of bring them around to somebody who can relate to them. Who, who, who be, who's like, no, I have life experiences that I can specifically draw on sure. and use it to inform this character. Right. And I think that's a little bit of what's happened. And I'm like, I'm like, thank God, like somebody who understands that Apollo's not the girl, quote, end quote. Right. And he shouldn't, yeah. Yeah, and that it's like... Treated like this horrible ball and chain because obviously, like, manly men don't get involved in relationships with dumb girl. I mean... <laughs> yeah, it's... <sighs> Yeah, it was it was painful with some of the uh, some of the other stuff that they've been in, you know. And to go too with like what Marvel is currently dealing with, yeah, their whole diversity kerfluffle. Yeah, it's like okay, dudes, comic book people, all of you, y'all need to realize that like straight white dudes aren't the end-all and be-all of your characters yeah of your audience no it, it's absolutely true if it, like comics need an audience to do well and mm. you would think that as somebody who is like helming a business that's doing pretty well you wouldn't do the absolutely idiotic move of being like you know what i'm just gonna alienate like Everyone. Everyone else. I'm just Everyone. Gonna, I'm going to not sell to like 50% of the people that I could sell to. That's a sound. I'll make half the money. It's so stupid because people treat it like, oh, well, if you have like all these other characters, like somehow it's going to take away from like all like the white men. In and it's like, that's not how it's not a zero sum game. Dudes. Right. It's very true. Just because, like, they're selling a Miss Marvel comic starring a Muslim girl doesn't mean that, like, they have to cancel Captain America. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And first off, y'all should step off Miss Marvel because she represents New Jersey and that's who I represent. You, yeah, step off because she's a really well-selling book. <laughs> it totally <laughs> undercuts your whole complaint. But it's like, dudes, it's... You get so much better storytelling. Yeah. And this is like a drum I've banged on before. But like, dude, it's so boring to open up a comic book and everyone looks exactly the same. Right. 
and it's like what what differentiates these white dudes oh he has brown hair <laughs> it's, it's oh that's it's true that's thrilling oh okay why do i care yeah then he's punching the other white dude because you've never went into their personal lives so i have no connection to them whatsoever but maybe i should root for brown hair <laughs> he seems have to be a good hair. guy I, I guess that's okay you know but i'm just like dudes because like you just get better richer more realistic stories yeah absolutely that way i mean and like you're your white hero has a different story to tell from your black hero who has a different story from your Asian heroes who has a different right. story from your female heroes. Right. Exactly. Different story from your queer heroes. It's like dudes. Ah, uh, yeah. Comics. I love you. I love you a lot, but goddamn, if you don't make it hard. <laughs> well, I mean, that has kind of been the thing with comics, you know, it's like you when when you look at like, you know, comic audiences and stuff like that, it's like you have to be so hilariously out of touch to make a statement like that. I Yeah. And like also, yeah, like straight white dudes aren't the only ones who read comics. Yeah. I mean, I hate to burst that little bubble for you. No, it can't be true, Emily. My worldview. Oh, no. I look into the mirror. I'm like, my God, I'm part of the problem. <laughs> oh, oh, God, no. I, it's, again, it's like maybe just don't make bad business decisions, Marvel. Yeah. Maybe don't have, like, non-ending events that everyone hates. I mean, it's surely it's not because you turned Captain America into a Nazi and you're in yeah, the middle surely. of, like, a really terrible event that nobody really liked that much. Is it more new? Yeah. Or that you keep rebooting everything. Yeah. To an issue one. Yeah. I mean, like, none of that can be good for business. No, no it's not. It's too chaotic. You can't yeah. settle down into it. You can't really enjoy, like, characters growing and changing, their attitudes changing, the teams mm -hmm. being shaken up. Like, th that's what you guys are missing. Spoiler alert. It's, it's not just events where... Like Tony Stark is being a dickhead, like, yeah, and yeah. Uh, then like Captain America is in Hydra now. Yeah, everybody's he... in Hydra now. Like, like, come on, guys. Okay, guys, and it's like, and you know, they're doing the thing where it's like they don't label stuff as like a limited series, right? So it's really jarring when it ends. Like, oh, I just found out that the Black Widow series was a limited series because it ended this month. And oh, I was like, oh. oh. Like, I'm not opposed to limited series. Those are fine. Like, I'm yeah. also a big advocate for quality over quantity. Sure. I'd rather have 12 really, really well-written issues. Right. Rather than 30 god-awful yeah, ones. 100 yeah. issues where it's like, well, you know, the first 10 are really good, but then, like, the next, like, 50 kind of suck, but then it picks back up. You know, that's fine. But just tell me from the get-go. Yeah. That what I'm picking up is a limited series, so I'm not like, oh, where's the next issue? Oh, I guess you just never told anyone this well, was because, it. because, I mean, that's... No, we need more white superheroes, Emily. Uh, uh, obviously, Those apparently. Those are all the unlimited series, and... I see, I just, you know, so... In so our yeah, next to... event, Marvel Stormfront. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 
makes me think of like Dark Knight Three, the Master Race, and I'm like, <laughs> who let that be? How did that leave that editorial room? And they're like, we've made some mistakes. I just, who who said no? That's fine. Just cut, print, good. People like a certain Marvel executive. <laughs> so, you know, so to have a book like Midnighter and Apollo, uh-huh. which actually, to my knowledge, I think is the only mainstream superhero book featuring a gay couple. Um... Trying to think real quick. I would, the... I would. I think I would agree with you actually on that. Think on that point. Correct. And this only came because out. Because brain like... and uh, Mister Ma... uh... <laughs> Monsieur Mala. Yeah, Monsieur Mala um, don't have a, their own comic yet. Yeah, I'm thinking like all the other couples that I know are all in their own teams. Yeah, they're in their own teams. Or hmm. like. Yeah, no, maybe I'll have to like look into that, but I th- think I'm correct in making well, they're that. certainly the only ones that spring to mind initially. Yeah, which, considering this came out in 2016, like, really? Guys, it took that long? Yeah, well, I mean... But maybe... then comics has a really shitty history with, with diversity, again. Yes. I mean... We bring to mind, like, okay, at, during the course of this book, um, they run into this guy. Oh, crap. What's his name? Um, ex, uh, Extrano. Oh, yeah. The, the wizard dude. The wizard dude who was created back in the 80s. Right. Who, of course, they never came out and said that he was gay. He was just, like, coded that way and that he was really, like, flamboyant. Right. You know, and loud. And he gets attacked by an AIDS vampire and gets, you know, he's HIV positive. Yeah. Hmm. So. Hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm like, that's that. That's what we were dealing with. Yes. About 20 years ago. So again, so True. it's refreshing to see this book with these characters who go to hell and beat the shit out of demons. Well, and then, I mean, like you do. You know, everything's okay at the end. So, Liz, let's talk about this book. Yes. Let me kick my soapbox to the side. Let's talk about this book. <laughs> all right. Well, make sure that you don't, like, you know, make sure you put a cloth over it so it's not all dusty. Because well, I have a no, feeling gonna... it's going to come out again. I, I mean, it's actually, I mean, I'm just I'm just going to sit on it for a minute. Oh, okay. That's, and that's, then if, that's I, if fine I have something else too. to say, I'll, I'll stand up awkwardly. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yes, this book. Right. The story, my favorites. Holy shit, does it start awesome? Yes. <laughs> With, what is it, a train golem? Well, they... So, Midnighter and Apollo are fighting these dudes who are like... They call themselves like the, the, the children of the train and they worship the train god. Uh-huh. And it ends up being like this giant train golem. And I was like, this is the most Warren Ellis throwback shit ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> And it's being fueled by um by children, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I thought like they're innocents or something. And of course they're yeah. like, oh, hell no. Nah. <laughs> right. And, and 
you know, in case you're not familiar with Midnighter, he's like, like a terminally homicidal Batman. So you don't want to make him mad. No, it's uh, sure. Okay, so they've got after for New Fifty Two and Rebirth and all that, they sure. tweaked both of their backstories just a little bit. Yeah. Um, Midnighter is his whole thing is. Like, he doesn't know who he is outside of Midnighter. Right. Like, that's his his name is literally Midnighter. Um, he was created by Henry Bendix. Right. Who, I'm not sure. I think he's still connected with Stormwatch and all that. And, I, would, I would agree with you there, yeah. And this mysterious woman called the Gardener. And pretty much they, like, abducted him when he was a kid. And they're like, okay. Right. And they just, like, ripped him inside out and replaced everything. <laughs> And right. he's got a fight computer in his head, so he could fight a fight a million times before you throw your first punch, and he knows how this is going to end. Yeah, he makes sure that he knows that you know that. Yes, you know, he, he really likes punching people a lot. Yeah. Um, and then Apollo, his new origin story uh-huh. is that he was abducted. He was also abducted as a kid. He was abducted by aliens, Right. And they were just like, time to make a new Superman. Like <laughs> a bunch of experiments on him to turn him into another Superman. So right. his powers are all, well, obviously they're very Superman powers, but you know, it's all like uh, solar derived. Yeah. It's all like light based. Yeah. Essentially. So, you know, beautiful and glowing all the time, but he can fly and kill you by looking at you with like face lasers. Yes. So, so yeah, they, they, you know, teaming up and they're beating up these train dudes. Yeah, they, they, they pull a number on these. They really pull a train on these guys. Oh, yuck, 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 yuck. Um, so... <laughs> Thank you, folks. I'll see my way out. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> so, in the Midnighter series that came before this, you know, right. he kind of crossed paths with Bendix again. Right. And Bendix knows that Midnighter's, like, coming for him. Oh, yeah. Well, he's like stays in like a super secure bunker that he's like, all right, I think this is Midnighter proof. (laughs) You know, like, okay. So he makes a deal with some demons. Right. And what he gives them is this gun. It's called the Ace of Winchesters. Ace of Winchesters, yeah. It's made by a mad Texas Ranger. From the steel of a halo, the bones of saints, and infernal gemstones. I wish that I could have come up with this and put this in a Deadlands campaign. Oh my god. super awesome. Honestly, you should just like outright steal it. I'm not going to lie. You should probably do that. I mean, I don't think think Mr. Orlando would mind. No, he probably would. (laughs) I mean, well, you're not going to make any money off it. It's just for your role. He kicks down the door and he's like, Asa Winchester's on. (laughs) He has it. Oh, (laughs) no. Please, Mr. Orlando. (laughs) One bullet's all I need, partner. (laughs) So he gets this gun and he gives it to the lords of the gun. Right. Who are these, like, rotting zombie demons. Mm -hmm. And... In exchange, they will go after Midnighter and Apollo. Like, fuck right. shit up for them. And he's like, excellent. <laughs> Perfect plan. Indeed. So Midnighter is hunting down Henry Bendix. And, you know, he's beating up a bunch of dudes. 
and you know to to find him to find him he finally finds him in like his super secret bunker yeah right his security bunker yes and this was actually one of my like my favorite parts because it's just so satisfying (laughs) is you know so pendix is giving him this whole huge speech about you know I'm in this bunker and, you know, you can't, you know, get out of here because you can't summon your doors because, you know, he can do the teleport doors. But right. You just travel between places. It's like, you know, you can't call up one of those. I have a gauntlet that's, you know, it's seven miles high before you even get to the surface and specifically designed for you. You know, I've, you know dampened all of your enhancements there's no way that you can you know you can't kill me you don't have the time and then right. just picks up a stapler and throws it at his neck yes and then <laughs> and then after he that makes the most satisfying i think he says like glurge yes. <laughs> which i was like that's a very satisfying sound when you like kill someone with a stapler and then it's a two-page spread of him like running through this ridiculous gauntlet <laughs> I'm just like I, beating yes. up the dudes and I said, do it. He's door, 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 door. <laughs> it's like running through hails of knives, like dodging gouts of flames. You like. just, it's so, I'm just like, oh my God, this is so satisfying. Yes. Love it. It's very, very good. Because while he's dealing with Henry Bendix, mm-hmm. Apollo is fighting this demon called Mouse right. or Mauser. I think it's Mauser, actually. Yeah. So, you know, and that's Bendix's whole thing of like, Mwahaha, you can't, you know, you don't have time to defeat me. Right. And exactly. go save your lover. And sure enough, by the time he shows up to the fight, Mauser's killed Apollo. Yes, he shot him down. Shot him down. Like, you know. We should probably mention that he's like a six-armed cowboy demon. Yes, yes. He is a six-armed cowboy demon. With, yeah. like, weird alien face. Also, but also cowboy hat? Yeah, like. yeah, he does have the cowboy. Well, because he he's... Yeah, he's part of the Lords yeah, of the Guns. Yeah, he's part of the Lords sense. of the Guns, so makes perfect sense. He's their, he's their enforcer. Yeah, so, of course, you know, Midnighter finally, you know, pops through the door, kicks this dude in the face a bunch, and, yeah, and poor Apollo is dead. Now, it's normally, true. this is when I would start, like, weeping openly on air. <laughs> right. But Midnighter's figuring out, he's like, all right, his physical body might be dead, but his soul is somewhere else. Right. So when everyone around him is like, oh, dude, like, I'm so sorry about Apollo. Like, how are you doing? He's like, I'm fine, because he's not actually dead. Right, yes. I love the fact that he's just like, no, I'm. he's going to get better. Like, don't worry about it. I got this. Yeah, like, he's like, I, I won't let him be dead. Yeah, like, he's got his body underneath, like, solar lamps. He's, like, standing over him. His shirt is burning off. Like, like, yes. Yeah, I guess, like, in his special solar room. Yeah. So he's like, all right. Well, I got to figure out where his soul went. Sure. You know, if you're going to you get like it. You do. You know. So that's where he he hooks up with uh, Extrano. Mm-hmm. Who is married to like a werewolf? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> His werewolf husband, <laughs> and they have like a beautiful angel daughter. Yes. I'm like, I want this. <laughs> DC, write this book. 
DC, you're doing it wrong again. Like, give give me, like, a six-issue limited series about this. <laughs> See, that's how you do limited uh, series right. So. Dude, it'd be awesome. It'd be pretty. It'd be pretty awesome. DC, come on, be a bro. Write about <laughs> this magician and his werewolf husband, please. Yes. So, you know, he talks to Midnighter, and he's like, "All right, you know, I'll find out where Soul is." And he's like, "Oh, you're not." Mm. Yeah, I uh, hate to tell you this, but he's kind of in hell. <laughs> I also like the fact that he. Like, Midnighter approaches this like Midnighter would, and he just starts shaking down magicians. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and it's like, all right, this is where he is. And this is, you know, how how we can do this. Right. So we have to involve magic. Give you this magic black candle that will burn for seven minutes and that will let you be in hell. But if you don't come back before it burns out, you're stuck in hell. Right. Exactly. Um, We'll do a binding ritual to bind like an angelic being to you. Right. For like a last ditch effort when you fight this demon dude. And he's just like, but just remember that's going to make the candle burn faster when you use it. Yeah. And meanwhile, you know, Apollo's in the clutches of this demon, Neron. Yes. Who's playing all, like, of course, like, awful tricksy demon games with him about, like... <laughs> exactly, because he's like, listen, you belong here. And Apollo's like, no, I, I don't I don't belong here. And he's like, no, you do. Let me go about this in my demony ways. Yeah, so we're going to play a fun board game. Yes. And that will prove... We're going to play Monopoly... But in hell, right? So monopoly, hellopoly, and and when I own all the hotels, that will you no, will see, you will you see, will see that you will, that you are damned for all time that you belong in hell. So Apollo sends our pride and right. murder, which they keep landing on because there's like yeah, you killed like a lot, like. A lot of people. Super sneaky Sandman reference, by the way. <laughs> On the murder tile, it's Cain and Abel, but from the Sandman. See, I, and, and I, I didn't even like, catch that. Clever girl. Didn't catch, because I got hung up on when Benair's talking to um, Dextrano, right. and he's talking about the Ace of Winchester, and it's like, you know, where can I find the gun? And he's like, oh, I knew a tantric Englishman. Right. And I'm like, that's got to be John Constantine. That's, that, yeah, I'm sure you, you, were, you were friends. Nudge, nudge, nudge. And I'm like, because he would have a demon rifle and then he would lose it because that's how he is. It's, it's real, I mean, I'm sure that he would have used it against something and then just like thrown it away. And then I'm sure that you would have like talked about it yeah i'm like i think that's john constantine it <laughs> could could be maybe maybe you know so they try to track down the gun of course they don't have the gun at all but he does find a bullet right which leads to my other favorite thing that happens oh my god so badass <laughs> for when he like okay so like he finds like all right let's do this right he goes to hell and then he's like i've got to find the lords of the gun mm-hmm. so he does it and, you know, 
uh, they run across their their hellish enforcer gunslinger dude, and he's just like, you know, listen, like I invented murder. You're just a novice. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's like, you, there's no way you can beat me here in my place of power. So they fight, and of course, Midnighter has no weapons, so he's just like going hand to hand with this dude with a gun. Yep. He ends up taking the bullet punching it into, like, the front of his skull and then headbutting it through the rest of his skull. No, but no it's better than that, because what he does is, like, he's, like, you know, because the dude has the rifle. Right. And he Oh, that's right, that's it. right. And he's just like, yeah, it's broken. What are you going to do now? What are you going to do yeah. now? He has the bullet, and he's like, you know, I've still got a chance. He throws it at the dude. The dude catches it, and he's like, ha, 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 you missed. And he's like, lol, no. <laughs> And that's when he headbutts the bullet into the guy's head. That's so awesome. And then the lords of the gun are like, hey, we have an opening? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you did pretty good, maybe. Of course, he just, like, grabs one of them. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, you know, where's Apollo? So, as Apollo's dealing with Lord Asshole Neron Mm -hmm. and their horrible board game. Mr. Neron and his terrible board game. (laughs) You know, he's like, all right, let me, I'll make a deal with you, friend. If you can answer this one question, if you answer it right, I will stay here. I will give you my soul and I will stay here in hell where apparently I belong. If you are unable to answer it, I get all my powers back and you let me go. Right. And his question is, why did I really call myself Apollo? Right. And of course, the dude is all like, oh, because, you know, you're full of pride and hubris and you want to be bigger than you are, little god. And then he gets real mad because Apollo's like, mm-mm. Nah, nah. Nah, 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 nah. Sorry, sorry, but nah. Nah. So, Midnighter finally, you know, murders his way to Neron. Yeah, and and that is not an unapt description of what he does. You know, that's, that's what he does. And, you know, and he gets there and it's, oh no! Neron has Apollo! Yeah. And he's, like, locked in this, like, glass, glass jar, jar yes. thing, and it's like, you know, ha ha ha, I have, you know, I have your lover, what are you going to do? You have nothing. And that's when he unleashes, like, the the angel An angelic being yeah that he's bound to on him and like, there's this huge sloppy fist fight yeah between them of just you know and of course neurons like uh taunting him the whole time and it's like mm-hmm. you know do you think you're really going to win and all this and that and he finally gets him down and he goes to like break open the case that apollo's in uh-huh but oh no, it was a trick. It's true. It was a trick because he couldn't answer Apollo's question, so he let Apollo go. That's right. Apollo was never really in hell. No. So of course Neron's like, "Huh, you yum dumb. He wasn't even here." <laughs> but because he was a tricky asshole, and he should have just like let Apollo go. Yeah. Instead, what he does is he kind of just turns him loose in the wilds of hell. Right, Uh, which is infinite in every direction, basically. You know. So, but because Apollo is still in hell, and because true love conquers all, 
That's right. He can hear Midnighter's voice. And he's like, oh shit, the bay is in trouble. And so he flies in, beats the shit out of Neron. Right. Who then summons up like all of like the people they've killed. <laughs> there are, then there are quite a lot of them. And I'm just like, oh my god. Like this comic book is so ridiculous. <laughs> so they have to like fight all of those people. And there's like a, like a fake Midnighter there. Oh. Yeah. That, you know, Apollo murders the shit out of. Well, I mean, you know, when you when in hell. You know, so they they finally they finally manage to get out right as the candle. The candle just splutters out. Yeah, just just guts out. So I was like, thank God, I gotta know. Because dude, not that long ago, like this cop uh-huh. straight up would have been like, oh no. Nah. No, nah, Apollo's dead, and nah, they both hell. died in hell. They both yes. died in hell. Now they're both now they're both demons. You know, because that's what happens to the gays. You go to the hell. <laughs> um. So no, they they get out, and you know, and then you have like a meaningful talk about their relationship because they yeah. were broken up, and I like that. Well, we'll talk about this when we read. We'll visit the Midnight or Solo series in its own thing. Of course. It's in a separate forest we have to yeah, journey there. Because like I will talk all day about my favorite gay boyfriends. I don't even care. <laughs> um But, you know, Midnighter did break up with Apollo before uh-huh. and a lot of that was because like I don't know how to be anything but the Midnighter and you deserve to yeah. be with someone who's like normal. Which which you could understand, you can kind of see both ways, <laughs> where it's like Apollo's like, no, like, you're when you're with me, like, you're kind and loving and, you know, you're you're not this monster that you think you are. Yeah, okay, I was going to say, what I would like to, um, it's like, okay, so if we go to, like, the very beginning of the series. Yeah. Um, when they're fighting the train golem. Yes. And they free the kids. Emily, please. The train god. The train. They're fighting a train. They're fighting a train. Like. A whole train. Like, and like, what was that Final Fantasy where you fought the train? Um, I think, wasn't that just a summon, though? Where you summon no, the death train? No, you're on the ghost train. And you fight the train. I, maybe it's seven, No, actually. that's not seven. Dude, I have played Final Fantasy seven. It's not in seven. I think it's sure? a, I think no, no. Ghost Train was a summon in seven, so it must have been earlier. I think it was like six. Might have been six. I don't know. Re, uh, listeners, if you know the answer, tell us. Um, yes, email us at noblecedoradio@gmail.com <laughs> with a picture of the train. Yes. So anyway, so after they beat up the train, right? <laughs> Just imagine them beating up like Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> well, I mean, reader, or, readers, yes, listeners, send in your photoshops of this picture. Yes. Um. And they rescue the kids, and Midnighter tells him, and he's like, you know, hey, these are really bad men. They're not going to hurt you anymore. We're going to send you, you know, you're going to go back to your families, or, you know, these nice people will find you families. Right. And they'll do it because no one wants to see me twice. Yeah. And they cut to Apollo when he says that, and, like, the look on his face is, like, he's so sad. Yeah. To hear that. And I really like that aspect that gets touched on of, 
Yeah. That he like he's like, dude, no, you're not just a monster and you're not just a fight machine. There is more to you right. in what was done to you. Yeah. You know, and I like that that they have like this protective thing. I do, me. I do the more Midnighter that I read, the more that I like that conflict that's within him. <laughs> because when he's in the battle, that's what he's made for. Yeah, that's you know, and he's like, No, I like this is my purpose. Mm-hmm. And yet he's capable of shutting that off. No, he he is very much capable again yeah. like, when he's but, with... but the thing is he doesn't think that he deserves that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's the conflict if he's like, you know, no, that's I... That's good pathos right there. It's a good pathos. It is. It's, and again, like, seeing it done so well, it makes me so mad when I think about all the, the shitty writing both right. these characters have had. I'm like, dude, it is possible to write, like, a compelling <laughs> character who maybe doesn't have a lot of a backstory. It's like, too, with him, is he's not concerned with what happened to his life before. Right. So, I like, mean, the only real thing that he wants of his past is like, I, I must kill, uh, uh what's his face? Uh, Bindix. Uh, yeah. I must kill Bendix. you know, which gets touched on, on the solo series too. Um, but I like that, that he's not like consumed with like, Oh, but you know, I don't know who I am or where I came from. And I have to, yeah, it's like, he doesn't care. He's like, dude, it doesn't matter. I don't remember it anyway. So, right, exactly. Whatever. That, that that is unique in in that that's kind of unique in comic books. You know, so I like that where you know, I mean, it still leaves it open for future if they do want to touch on it in the future. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's not, but they're not gonna, you know, they're not just gonna smash you over the head with it. Yeah, you know? I like that. That's not all consuming. Um, I like that. I like that their sexualities aren't like this weird, all-consuming pathos. You know, right? They're just a. They're a regular couple. Yeah, they're just Yeah, they're a regular gay couple. Like that's and that's and that's fine. Like, <laughs> you know, and I but I do I love I'm like, okay, thank you. It's it's yeah. refreshing because even even now you'll get stories where it's this weird, like oh no, but like the angst and the trauma. Yeah. And it's not to say that it's a complete cakewalk for every single. Yeah, I mean, it's not that. wine and roses, but you know, you know it, it. I think again to go back to like the diversity and like representation thing, it says something yeah. that you open up a comic book, and there's these two dudes, and hey, they're heroes, right? Maybe not like squeaky clean heroes. No, no. But they're heroes. Well, I mean, when you fight, when you fight the train god, you know, you can't, you can't take prisoners. That's true, you know. But you know who do beat up bad guys and they do save the day, and it doesn't matter that they're gay. Like that's just right. part of who they are. Like right, it exactly. He dwelt on. It doesn't need to be angsted over. Um, yeah, it doesn't need to be drug out or if, or even worse, like put into a light by someone who doesn't understand what it means. Again, because, okay, again, to, to touch on his new solo series, how yeah. it was after having read the other solo series, mm-hmm. not once did he run into someone who like called him names. Right. And I was like, oh my God. It's like, wait a minute. What do you, what do you know? You can write a story. <laughs> That doesn't rely on that. 
Right, exactly. I mean, as a, as a driving, as like not even and not even a good driving mechanism, like a cheap driving mechanism. Yeah, like okay, you know? it's it's you know it's satisfying the first time. I won't. Lie. Yeah. When I was reading the 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 first Midnighter solo series, it mm-hmm. was, it was incredibly satisfying the first time that somebody called him a slur, and he punched the shit out of him. I'm like, yeah. But right. then that became but like all you could the go norm. To, yeah. Like all right. Okay, okay, no call. Now it's starting to get actually offensive. Yeah, like, call Apollo his girlfriend. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, no, how inventive. Oh, yes, very original. (laughs) Good job, guys. You know, so it was, and it was good to see, like, it end happy that they're together. And they're going to try again with this relationship. And we get the answer to the question that Apollo put to Neron. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it ties back to the myth of Apollo and Hyacinth. Yeah. His lover who was doomed and he refused to give up on him. He refused to let him be consumed by Hades or taken by Hades. So he turned him into something beautiful. And I'm like, eh, I see what you're doing there, Apollo. <laughs> uh, see, But no, I mean, his whole thing of like, you know, I want to be this, this like shining beacon, right? Of exactly. Hope and light, and I'm like, oh, you're, you're too good for New Fifty Two, Apollo. <laughs> it's true, Apollo. I I only wish you were in a better company. <laughs> I just, I I just really hope they keep giving you writers who understand you as a character. Yeah. I mean, this was, I really enjoyed this series. It was, it was really, like, it was a little silly, you know, but I would say it was still very, very entertaining. They touched on everything they need to touch on. They didn't abuse the characters. They used them exceedingly well. You got a very well-crafted story. Yeah, I, I loved it. I liked, it kind of turned, like, a little bit of, like, damsel in distress on its head. Yeah, because Apollo was never like truly in. It's true. You know, yeah, like, Apollo oh, can take like, care of him, damn. So it's not just like he's waiting around. Like, oh no, I have to buy time until like my tougher boyfriend shows up to save. Right, exactly. Me. He's like, no, like his thing might not be. Let me instantly punch it to death. Well, I mean, to be fair, Apollo does try to blow up uh, what's his face a few times. I mean, it's it's true. But I mean. If you were in hell with sun powers, you would do the same thing. Yes, I mean. yes. And I liked it that, yeah, like one of the first things he tries to do is he tries to leave and he tries to save people. Yeah, yeah, when he's uh, like carrying that like disgusting bug demon guy. Yeah. He like, just blows his head off and he's just like, come on, let's get out of here. <laughs> like, but, you know, yeah. So, like, yeah, he's not just sitting around waiting like, oh, no, my boyfriend has to come and save me because I'm right. useless and defenseless. Right. It's like, no, I'll play your little game. And he's like, and you'll see that you're wrong. Yeah, (laughs) and then, you know, and I like that, that, you know, he's the one who had to come back and he had to save Midnighter ultimately. Yeah, Um, true, true. And I like the realization that Midnighter had of like, you know, I'm so willing to kill all the time. Right. But for the first time, I was willing to to die. Right, like That was my end goal. Like, his end goal wasn't for him to get out of hell. Right, exactly. To get Apollo out. Right, to free Apollo. And he knew damn well that he was just like, I'm probably going to die here. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's so good. 
It's super good. It it makes my heart happy. It's true. When I see beloved characters done well. Treated well, and they're written well. Yes. Keep doing it. Keep doing it, guys. I just little, little pitter patters. <laughs> I'm interested in seeing what's going to happen next. Like, I don't know what's going to happen with them with the whole wild storm thing. Oh, I, I don't even want to hazard a guess with that. Yeah, one. So I thought of that actually earlier today and I'm like, wait a minute. Are they fully DC? Or are they still considered part of the wild storm? And if that, then are they going to be integrated back? Because Bendix is in the wild storm. Yeah. Thing. Like the issue mm-hmm. I just read, you know, he shows Interesting. up. So I'm like, he plays a really heavy role. And so I'm not sure what's going to happen. I mean, they'll have, I mean, if they are, they have Warren Ellis writing them and he created them. So, yes, I mean, I don't think is, he'll do true. them wrong No. but I'm curious to see what that'll do. If we'll get like a third origin story. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll, we can only wait and see. I, I guess. Uh, well, this has been Opal City Radio. <laughs> uh, you can get in touch with us at opalcityradio at gmail.com with your train pictures, your train photoshops. Yes. I will award the winner with an Opal City Radio t-shirt. Um, let's see. You can go to uh, opalcityradio.blogspot.com. You can go there. We're totally there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to Facebook and type in Opal City Radio. We're there. We're on podcast.com. We're on Twitter. You can tweet your, your pictures of train photoshops. Oh my gosh, you should. Which is inundated with thousands of photos of Thomas the Train fighting Apollo. (laughs) No, it'd be amazing. (laughs) I agree. I would love that. Um, but yeah, we will be back next week and we're going to read the Midnighter Solo series. So we will see you then. Bye guys. This has been a production of Opal City Radio, now ending its broadcast day.